Welcome to another edition of the Awaken 2008 podcast. My name is Daniel Decker, and in today's interview, we are joined with Eric Bryant. Eric is the navigator with Mosaic out in L.A. with Earl McManus. And as navigator, Eric is basically the executive pastor of Mosaic. And in this interview, Eric's going to talk about some of the inner workings with the Awaken Conference and things we might be able to expect and share some of the specific details that they're doing to make this conference very intentional, very relational, and make it more of an experience than just a conference. Eric's also going to share some insight into his newest book, Peppermint-Filled Pinatas, and also talk about how he became navigator at Mosaic and some of the leadership insights that he's experienced during his term as navigator at Mosaic. So take a listen, we hope you enjoy it, and we look forward to seeing you at Awaken, April 1st through the 3rd in Pasadena, California. And don't forget, jump on Awaken2008.com for conference details and to order tickets. Eric, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Bill. Hey, before we uh, get into some of these other things, uh, tell us about how did you start as a volunteer in the Parkland Mosaic and then ultimately rise up as uh, one of the, you know, the elders and uh, key navigators overseeing the whole Mosaic uh, movement down there sure yeah well uh part of our community really um resonates with the idea of of raising up leaders from within and so everyone who's on our paid team including Irwin and myself and and everyone as it was at one time a volunteer which was is great because you can come in and out of paid staff but this is still your community whether you're paid or not and so we have a real um just strong sense of who we are and where we're going because we've all kind of grown up here now, when you start as a volunteer, did you know that you were eventually going to become an elder and a speaker and a navigator? No, not at all. I actually had planted a church up in Seattle and then had moved to L.A. just for six months and then was talked uh, by our mission board into staying for two years. Uh, and in the midst of those two years, really started to fall in love with the city and this community and, and realized this was my mission field all along. And so, yeah, I know there was never any sort of aspiration toward that, but, um, you know, the opportunities have come as the years have gone by. Well, then the other question is, did you ever think you'd become an author? I know you just (laughs) had a new book come out in June of last year, Peppermint-Filled Pinatas. Tell us about that, and did you think you'd be an author? Well, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. When I was in fifth grade, I wrote my first book. It was called Thysar and the Benet. I don't think (laughs) anyone's ever heard of that and uh, ever will. And uh, I've always kind of uh, been uh, writing and, and really trying to, I, for me, I kind of move so quickly. It's, it's the one time I'm able to kind of really pause and reflect on what God has been teaching me. So whether it's just writing in my journal for myself um, or, or writing ideas for our team here. Um, but a couple of years, Erwin asked me to consider writing a book on diversity. And um, he felt like his, his niche and where he wants to spend his time and energy is writing and in areas of, of reaching people and leadership. And, and so really when he kind of posed the idea of writing a book on diversity, I, I started writing about how we as a community at Mosaic have been able to reach and love and serve and connect people to Jesus that are, would seemingly be very far away. We've seen people from uh, Muslim backgrounds and, and people who've been living in homosexual lifestyles and people who grew up in a Hare Krishna commune We've even seen Christians decide to follow Jesus. So it's been a, a really exciting adventure, and, and really that's the essence of the book, is how do you develop friendships and relationships with people that you completely disagree with, that may disagree with you, that may dislike you, 
but in the process, if we love and serve and um, and just learn to really be relationally intelligent, we can actually be a part of helping people connect to God. Now, Eric, you know, many people, you know, who are listening to this, as well as people all across the country, the world, know about Mosaic and the amazing things that you all are doing down there. Um, we hear about a lot of the successes. Tell us about some of the challenges that you maybe personally deal with or you as a leadership team struggle with um, to maybe encourage people that it's not always easy. Oh, yeah. I mean, ministry is not easy. In fact, you know, following Jesus, we were basically promised uh, we're going to be persecuted and we're going to have challenges, and and that's absolutely been our experience here at Mosaic and here in Los Angeles. I mean, really, if you're successful uh, as a church, that means you're connecting people who don't know God, and when you're doing that, you're your your church is filled with immorality and heresy and conflict and and we obviously deal with all of those things and so it's it's um it's it's a burden worth carrying though when you see people that have such brokenness and you know whether it's a conversation that I've had recently with someone who is struggling with whether or not they should live or another person who's working through issues of his sexuality i mean these are not easy conversations but um, this is what we're called to do, to serve others and lose our life in doing so, but that's, that's really how we find our lives. Now, you're on a few different uh, campuses down in the Los Angeles area. Tell us about how you ended up at, at a nightclub for one of your services. Yeah, you know, ten years ago we were meeting in East L.A. It, it was called the Church on Brady at the time, and we decided to start a new gathering downtown, whereas most churches move away from the city. We decided uh, in 98 to move even further into the city. And so we started meeting in this nightclub and uh, started seeing people that would never walk into a church come and seeing people who knew God really mobilized and galvanized to reach out in ways they'd never done so before. And so we've since moved to our second nightclub. But over the uh, course of of these years, we've added new venues. Sometimes they were strategic decisions where we decided we need to move west other times, it's been a part of, of jumping in and helping some of the church plants that we've sent out that needed a little extra hand. And so we currently have uh, five venues here in the Los Angeles area and, and one up in uh, your area, up in Berkeley. Now, I know uh, on one of your uh, campuses, we're actually going to be uh, holding the Awaken Conference that Irwin and you and the Mosaic uh, leadership team are leading on. Uh, tell us a little bit about the conference, and then tell us, what you hope will be different about this and what people will be able to believe with if they attend the conference. Yeah, you know, we've over the years have had a, a, a chance to kind of create experiences for pastors and church leaders, and it's always been fun. And it's, uh, it's really been neat because as we've been looking at what we're going to do uh, with this particular event coming up in April in Pasadena, it's really incredibly experiential and and we have some really top-notch communicators people that are experienced some that are experts some that are experimental um, and, but what's really great about it is it's not just what we're going to hear from them it's it's how we're going to go through this experience together part of what makes I think the this conference and the conferences that we've done before so unique is the people that actually come I mean really anyone sitting out there uh, is someone you need to meet and can learn from. And so it's really, we try to create, a, a in many ways, three days to network with uh, entrepreneurial leaders from around the world. Uh, and then at the same time, we're going to have all sorts of panels and 
and interactive question and answer times and as well as uh, debates and town hall meetings and different things inside uh, the experience that I think are really going to really going to uh, capture people's imagination and, and really move us all forward in, in, in how to be more effective in reaching and serving and, and living out the message of Jesus where we are. Now, you know, I know on the Awaken 2008 website, you know, it talks about stop thinking, you know, outside the box. In fact, get rid of the box altogether. Um, teach us for a minute. I mean, why do we, as uh, Christian leaders, why do we get you know, like to just be inside the box? I mean, why are we afraid to step out? Why do we do things that are kind of the same old, same old? Well, I think if we're not careful, we can fall into uh, really the mindset of our culture of being consumers. And I think that uh, when Christianity shifted become more consumer-driven, uh, we ended up losing out on really the, the, the essence of who we're supposed to be. Uh, I, one of my favorite quotes uh, that I always um, quote Erwin on is when he said, the church is not here to meet our needs. We are the church here to meet the needs of the world. And right now, we live in a world that doesn't want us to meet their needs because they see Christians as judgmental or hypocritical or angry. And, and so we really do have to kind of uh, start thinking uh, again about how do we engage in relationship and actually become the church on mission and serving and loving and, and reaching people in a world that's post-Christian. And so what's kind of fun for us, as well as challenging, is being in Los Angeles, we feel like we're uh, experiencing the future and the challenges that come with that. And so we can experiment a little bit, and, and people can learn from our successes and uh, more often from our failures. Well, you mentioned failures. Could you tell us a failure you might have had that from that failures helped you grow, both as a leader as well as a follower of Christ? Oh, gosh. Um, how long is this podcast? <laughs> oh, about think... six hours, so you can plenty of time. <laughs> well, I, you know, one of the things that I, I think that um, has been so encouraging is the freedom to fail. I think that uh, what we look for here is, is just to dream big and to try things and, and to the freedom to experiment. And I think just personally something that I've, I've really been wrestling with and, and realized that God has been teaching me is that Sometimes I spend too much time listening um, to the critics, and what I need to do instead is to forge ahead and, and, and serve those people that are looking for God and serve those people who are wanting to grow in their faith and, and not always just try to, try to appease those people that really are never going to be happy. And, uh, and, you know, you can always learn from your critics, and we should always listen, uh, even if we... Uh, don't let it necessarily control how we make decisions or how it guides our life. Really, we should allow God and, and the godly counsel around us to do that. Now, I know uh, you don't want to let uh, the cat out of the bag, so to speak, and let us know everything that's happened at the conference, but I know there's a few exciting things that you might be able to share with us. Could you tell us about it? Well, sure. I mean, we've been, we've been uh, dreaming up some fun ideas. I mean, one thing we've considered is, is doing something where we actually have, uh, throughout the day, people have a chance to... Uh, jump in a booth and on camera share some of their uh, their questions and then uh, throughout the day we might even have the opportunity for people to uh, watch those films and and choose people's questions that they want answered and even choose some of those people asking the questions to join the panelists and so i think i think again the interactive nature of this experience is going to be really powerful and and not just having the questions answered but getting up on stage with some of these others 
that are practitioners out there just learning and struggling and and uh, trying just like we all are, I think is going to be really, really fun. I know that everybody who's listening to this will and, and will be attending will get a chance to meet you personally, but for those that are listening right now before they get to meet you, uh, tell us a few things about yourself. So I'm going to actually let me go ahead and lead with the questions and you respond. Uh, sure. Tell me a book that you're reading right now. I'm reading uh, two books, uh, Black Swan and Microtrends. Okay, tell us about those books. Well, your Black Swan is very interesting, but it's a little harder to read. So when it gets a little slow, I, I switch over to microtrends. But Black Swan is the idea that um, the unexpected should be more expected. And uh, then microtrends is kind of looking at how, really, all you have to do is affect 1% of the culture, and you can change the entire culture. And so it has 75 different microtrends that uh, are really fascinating that um, – it's just, it's just. I love reading uh, business books like this because it, it kind of inspires and encourages me to, to, you know, again think outside of the box of what what can we do as a as a church to be more entrepreneurial and more effective. Now, the times I've spent around you and Irwin and your team, it seems that you're always going to movies in the evening, uh, new <laughs> release. Tell us a movie that you've seen recently that really has just stuck with you. You know, my wife and I just saw Juno a couple weeks back, and its uh, I couldn't believe later it was nominated for Academy Award because it's this quirky little independent film. The guy who does the uh, music soundtrack is a, is a part of our community here at Mosaic, and so I really went just to kind of support him, but it was such a, a great movie in that it was funny. It uh, ends up you know, having kind of a, a nice moral ending to it, even as it's looking at the lives of people who are really broken and messed up, and uh, I really enjoyed Juno, so that's, that's, a, that's a good one I could recommend. Now, you say the person that did the soundtrack uh, goes to your community, so speaking of music, yeah. if, if we're listening, if you're listening to an iPod, what are you listening to? What, what type of music do you... Yeah, you know, uh, lately I've been listening a lot to the Fratellis. Uh, my wife loves Lily Allen. Both of them can be a little coarse at times, but... Uh, those are kind of some of the stuff I've been listening to lately. The last question, different direction. Sure. When, you know, when you eventually get to heaven, um, what's the first question you're going to ask God? <laughs> I think uh, the first question that came to my mind was, why am I bald and I'm only in my 30s? I, I don't know <laughs> why I, I went so superficial, but that's the first thing that popped to my mind. <laughs> well, it's from the heart. Um, well... <laughs> Eric, we're really looking forward to being with you in April at the Awaken 2008 conference. Um, before we go again, can you tell us, you mentioned the name of your book and where people can find that. Sure. Uh, Peppermint-Filled Pinatas, Breaking Through Tolerance and Embracing Love. And they can purchase it. Actually, Amazon just uh, brought it down to a reduced rate. So if they just go to Amazon, they can get it there. Or they can find out more about it just going to ericbryant.org. And that's ericbryant.org. Well, Eric... Thanks so much for being on this podcast, and we'll look forward to seeing you in April at the Awaken Conference in Pasadena, California. Thanks, Eric. Forward to seeing you. Thanks, Bill.